0: beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it.
1: You can either leave follow, or get out the way. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel.
0: What's up, night owls? Welcome to a brand new edition of Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. That's you. And as you can hear, I am uh, obviously in recovery from the long weekend of extra life, and we are uh, relaxing and recuperating, getting our wounds licked and our wounds healed. But I don't—you lick your wounds, right? I don't know. Like, I don't understand what that's. Saying. No, I don't know. Is it a cat thing? I don't know. Oh, cats are gross. Is that who licks their wounds? Dogs do too, I guess, because that's why they put the cones on them.
1: Yeah, uh, is it an animal thing? I guess people lick their wounds too. You ever get a paper cut, you like immediately put it in your mouth.
0: That's fair. And we look pretty stupid in cones too. So, maybe
1: yeah, but we have opposable thumbs. The cones are not nearly as effective.
0: I mean, speak for yourself. I can get trapped in cones for a solid 15-20 minutes.
1: I guess that's fair.
0: I don't like to brag, but I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> I like to brag, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty uncoordinated. Oh, man. Um, so, all that being said, we did just come off of a very successful Extra Life Weekend. Of course, we want to thank everybody who participated and donated. Uh, Jen King of Space Cadets Collection Collection, Mac with Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, uh, Fossil Island Brewing. Uh, we also want to thank Texas Roadhouse, Dreamhouse Designs, uh, True Beats, DJ Services, um, Anna Rose Jewelry, and also angelo parker fyi reality i did all that from memory by the way what a legend
1: yeah you heard me after you heard me say it like 50 times that night
0: i know you know it was crazy so we get there and we're all set up and like i'm already feeling bad and then the second in the morning i start. i did the first video and like i was it was already like fading my voice and i was like i still got a dm i got. i was like oh man and i felt so bad but i was like nico you gotta do the videos today man like he did good though, so it went well. I, I I don't think I don't think there was any complaints anywhere. I think it all went pretty good. Yeah, we gave away <laughs> twenty away odd tons prizes. Of st- yeah, yeah, tons, tons of stuff, bunch of them. Um, and we're also gearing up for another contest this month. This month, I'm going to be making a series of videos of participation with uh, False of Brewery, and the goal is we're going to come up with some sort of contest during this next week post the rules about it, and then start talking about it on the show, of course, as well. And then we're going to do a drawing somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, probably that second week of December-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be giving away uh, a night, of, a round of drinks on us. Uh, False Out of Brewing has been kind enough to give us some more of those gift cards that were also in the uh, day package that we gave away at Extra Life. And so we've got several of those cards still. We're going to give those away. There's about five of them. So it's enough for a couple of friends to go out and have a couple of beers uh, on like Radio. There you go.
1: Have a nice night out there. It really is a great place. I mean, like, I'm not a beer person, but even
0: there had some really great stuff there. Yeah, didn't you try a cider at one point that you, got, that you really oh, liked? Oh, yeah, it was,
1: it was fantastic.
0: Uh, and also, I mean, it's a great brewery. There's a bunch of food trucks uh, that you can order from. There's also, like, door dashing and all that you can do there. So if you find yourself planning a Dallas-Fort Worth weekend... This is you wanna you wanna stop by false so do and have a couple drinks. That's that's definitely what what you should do. And so we're gonna set up a little contest. But uh I tried my first my first one of the six pack of mixed drinks they sent me. Not mixed, they sent me a mixed six pack of beers. It was a Vienna lager called Macho Mug. And uh it was a mug with a crown and uh he's flexing like he's macho man. It was pretty good too. It was good. You'll you all have the fun names. I listen, if you're gonna do a craft beer, you've gotta name it something worth saying.
1: It's true, no one's no one's really excited by craft beer number thirty five.
0: Right, like no one's like, you know um if you just name it like Hazel Chocolate IPA, like yes that's what it is, but but exciting. Say something
1: like Yeah,
0: you're doing all this creative stuff, creating all these formulas and these recipes and Going out there making something original and changing the world's flavor palettes and then you're naming it like Todd's beer. Like, I'm not impressed, you know? But Macho Mug, that's a good name.
1: That's a good name. It's good stuff right there.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I've been looking at some of the other names. I don't I don't want to say them yet, but yeah, there's some good names on there. They're, I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to make these videos so you. Also there's a bunch of IPAs on there and like some of the stronger ones. One of them I saw was a triple IPA. Jeez. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You know I like my IPAs. I'm ready. You're an
1: IPA guy. You're one of those beers. <laughs> you got the big beard and everything, dude. I do.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely one of those guy. Like, I don't mind a heavier, stoutier beer. Like even like a chocolate stout or a coffee stout, I can get in on that for a couple. Like maybe not a whole night because then you just feel like you're a thousand pounds. But uh, <laughs> I can definitely do a couple, like a couple glasses of it. Um. But yeah, so actual life went really, really well. We did a ton of stuff. I finally got to play my X Men United game by Simon. There you go.
1: And I totally uh, forgot to bring my Marvel one to combine with it, but it's fine. Oh, that would have
0: been crazy to do too. It was fun though. It was a lot of fun. Okay, how many? What do you remember? What came? What came with your Marvel one?
1: Uh, I have right here. I can just read the back of the box. Oh, there you oh. go. because uh, I know it comes with like all the Avengers, so. Uh, the villains you got Red Skull, Ultron, and Taskmaster, and then there's uh seven heroes. Are
0: there there are no anti heroes, no purple ones.
1: Uh, no. Although okay. you could, like, Venom. I should be one, but he's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. he's just a regular hero. Um, I, don't, I think they've kind of moved on from that era of Venom as the villain. Um,
1: I guess that's a fair point.
0: What it, um, so on this one, in the X-Men one, it comes the standard box that you see for sale right now. Has as heroes, Professor X, Wolverine, Cyclops, Beast, Jean Grey, Storm. Uh, it's got two villains, Juggernaut and Sabretooth, and then two anti-heroes, Mystique and Magneto. The anti-heroes can be played as either a villain, Or a hero. Um, So for the most part, Zack, Zack Attack, was playing Magneto as a hero as we went through the different combinations of the game as we were trying to learn how to play and all that. Uh, And then, at the very end, we played a couple of the other iterations. We played against Sabretooth, we played against Juggernaut. Um, We said, all right, let's try playing against Magneto as the villain. Oh man, did he
1: mop you guys?
0: It is the most intense version of this game. So his so on the in the game you lay out locations and then you put uh, the different villains' threat cards down there. Well, Sabretooth and Juggernaut, both of their threat cards are just different conditions. If Juggernaut is standing here then all heroes get minus one or something. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just different conditions yeah. and things.
1: Stuff happens, but nothing yeah. like... Ooh.
0: Magneto's Four of Magneto's cards were different members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh, man. (laughs) They just, they had BAM powers. So, you know, about half of the villain cards have that BAM effect, and all of a sudden, not just Magneto's powers activate, but each of the different Brotherhood of Evil Mutants characters, their powers activated.
1: Oh, man. So we've got, like, 50 activations and stuff going on at the same time. Yeah,
0: so, like, if you were for some reason, so, like, Let's say you happen to be at the location where Scarlet Witch's card is and Magneto bams. Uh, and maybe Magneto's not on that location, but you're, like I said, you're at Scarlet Witch's location. Well, the Magneto bam misses you or maybe it doesn't because that one even says adjacent squares. So you might get hit with the Magneto one and then turn around itself to work through the effect of whatever the Scarlet Witch one was too. It's
1: brutal. Absolutely and then, brutal.
0: <laughs> and unlike... The other character, so when Saber to the Juggernaut, they're threat cards. The way to beat them is you put down your little mission accomplished tokens. You can use those to either rescue civilians or to clear uh, threats. Well, <laughs> the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, each of them has hit points. So you have to literally. You don't just use your hit points to fight the bad guy. You use the hit points to fight all of his minions, too. So, like, so you're crazy. just like
1: super spread thin on like
0: attack action? <laughs> He's just constantly attacking. So like Wolverine, his deck is fairly. His is more attack heavy, I think, than some of the other ones I noticed. Like, each of them have different and some of them have more abilities. Wolverine had, like, no abilities other than the Healing Factor one. Everything, any extra stuff he had above the top level was strictly about just more extra attacks.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that uh, I noticed about the, 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 the Marvel one, too. Depending on who you're playing, like, like, Captain America has a bunch of, like, the heroic actions like, save people or, like, do stuff. And then someone like Hulk is just all, all action so all the time. Smashing
0: you. Yeah. So, like, uh, Donnie, Donnie Utah played Cyclops several times. And there were a bunch of special effect powers that would be, like, send one attack to each adjacent location. So, like, Cyclops could shoot two people and then start his turn. So, like, it would be different stuff like that, right? Um, with Wolverine, it was, like, it was just a bunch of extra attacks. So there were a bunch of cards where he just has three or four attacks, plus whatever you could stack up from the other stuff.
1: Yeah. Just to get rid of all these.
0: Oh, so yeah, I was just running him around just killing guys. Like the the start of the game, once we figured out we were gonna have to fight the whole brotherhood of the mutants and Magneto, um when we were we were playing Donnie and I were each playing two characters, so it was four against Magneto. Because that's what it says to do when a villain plays. A third player can play as the villain.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be like a it's 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 like one to five players. Or something yeah, like that, so
0: this is the this, this is the five player version. So there's supposed to be four heroes versus one villain. So he's supposed to play two. So I dumped a bunch of extra attacks from my other other hero. And so Wolverine's first turn he has five attacks put together. I just straight murdered Blob right on the first turn.
1: Because I was like, What's, what he deserves.
0: Oh no, it was Quicksilver, but I was like. We're gonna Ooh, man. All,
1: all, all too dudes. all too relevant.
0: Yeah. I was like, we're going to get rid of all of these dudes, so let's just start. I was like, can't be jumping around location to location worried about these guys and worried about Magneto and saving civilians and, do, you know what I mean? Like,
1: let's just kill the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants right now. Let's just get them. So, I, guess, uh, I guess knockout would be a more appropriate term.
0: Murder. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. there. Yeah, so Wolverine murdered him. That's probably not what really happened, but yeah, you know. Yeah, it's weird because like the heroes KO, and then they come back their next turn. Like, I mean, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. It's designed to be fun. It wouldn't be fun if like you lose and then that player is just out.
1: Oh yeah, well, it get really hard really fast. You guys got knocked out in the well, the first time you guys Saber played to- like almost immediately.
0: <laughs> well, Sabertooth keeps handing this token around, and the token causes whoever's holding it like takes direct damage. And a bunch of the cards are, like, go to wherever the guy holding the token is. So, like, Sabretooth is perpetually chasing you, like, through this battle. Like, it was, that one was a lot harder. Like, Juggernaut was a lot easier. It was just brutal because, like, he keeps running around the map. His was different. Like, Sabretooth, all, all of his cards, a lot of his cards were, like, directly, he chases the guy with the token. But in Juggernaut, a lot of his cards are, like, he circles the map moves four or five or whatever. And then it's like, every square he moves through feels his effects this turn. It's like, geez, man. like There's only six locations, so if he's moving four every time, like...
1: Yeah, there's a very good chance you're just dead on the crack back here.
0: But it actually got, like, it worked out because uh, we were drawing him, and we had shuffled him, but I, we got a little bit lucky. For the bulk of Juggernaut's cards, he kept changing direction, so it would be like four to the right, and then the next card would be like four to the left.
1: And five to the back now, yo.
0: Yeah. So, like, it, it, we got to the point where, like, we were kind of out of his way for a little bit of it while we we're doing stuff. He just kept circling around us like a shark. And then he started killing? Uh, it took, we got, uh, he was actually the easier one to beat. Magneto, we got, we got down to our very last turn. Like, after Wolverine went, it would have been Magneto's turn again and he would have won because he was out of cards to play. Mm hmm. And so Magne- uh, Wolverine got in the very last hit on him. Seems appropriate. It kind of does. And they were all there. It was crazy. Like we we got really. I played a super awesome card where storm it was storms and I'd been saving it the whole time because I was trying to figure out the best way to use it. And it says, uh, "Storm can sh- can put uh, move all of the heroes, any of the heroes, to new locations." Oh, it doesn't so- say like any limitations to it, so like we could basically shuffle the board again.
1: So you just put them all in one square and then just wail on them.
0: We put, I put three of them like on him on Magneto, and then one where the other square was where there was still a bunch of people to fight. Ah, and I was basically like, and it was that basically set up the last four turns, four moves that we had. Yeah,
1: because you know, actions point, moving around,
0: yeah, because at that point he got he he goes right in the middle of us, and then that would be it. He was out of cards after that, so. We had to clear the other spaces so he didn't overflow and automatically win. And so then once we did that and we were piled on his spot there, then yeah, it was just like monkey <laughs> piling on him, you know.
1: It's the it's the setup for the final attack. It's like it a really real comic look book.
0: strategic when it was all said and done. I was like, yeah, it's like a real comic book. <laughs> all right we're gonna jump out to a break when we come back we got a lot more up late with nerd Thug radio uh i want to talk to nico about some movies i watched since i've been back resting and recovering including uh, a new netflix movie and also a classic from the early 90s this is up late with nerd Thug radio What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion, the X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. Hey Night Owls, if you're looking for something to do this week or this weekend, make sure to check out False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills they got 20 beers on tap, three to six beers available in various packages to go, including wine, ciders, and kombucha. They're open seven days a week, opening every day at 11 a.m. and closing at 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays, and then open 12 to 9 on Sunday. Go hang out right there at False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue, North Richland Hills. Fort Worth and Oklahoma City. Um and as always a YouTube can average that's right. We're we're everywhere. And as always YouTube can have an advertisement air on one of those great stations that we are blaring from. All you gotta do is reach out to us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug radio. Uh, rates are reasonable and we're always taking your call. Nico is up twenty-four seven. I stapled a cell phone to the back of his hand. He has no choice but to take your messages.
1: I can ignore them, but they just attack me. Yeah. I mean that was
0: the point of the staples. Yeah. Um <laughs> So, I watched the movie. So, Netflix has started putting on a bunch of like older movies. I think this is kind of smart of them. I think they're doing two things. They're going after like movies. No one else is, everyone's trying to buy out these new movie rights and all that. Like, as movies are coming out, HBO Max is paying money and everyone's paying money, right? So, there's these probably massive bundles of content that are like up for auction and up for sale, but are getting a lot less interest. So, Netflix will buy these big bundles of like, Early '90s movies and put them up there. They got Jaws up here right now and all, some other stuff. And so there was one I had never seen before. Uh, now I will flat out say it. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. I think he makes a ton of good movies. Um,
1: you say that like it's like a like an unpopular
0: opinion. <laughs> there's probably a lot of people listen. Other than Die Hard, there's probably not as many people who think he's done a bunch of other good movies. Um, but I can't. I really what enjoy seeing it him.
1: In my Shyamalan movie,
0: uh, he was in the first one, Six Sense. Yeah, he was in the one that launched a thousand ships.
1: Whatever that um, could mean.
0: I think it's a, I think it's a reference to like the face that launched a thousand ships because she was so pretty. Maybe but that like, old. in my in- in- Shyamalan's whole gimmick, his whole career, his whole empire, the twist movie, the whole industry of twist movies. It's all because of Bruce Willis in the Sixth Sense. Him and Haley Joel Osment. Thanks, Bruce, Bruce. who was really good in that movie too. Uh, but yeah, you know, listen, there's, there, there there are some stinkers, and there are some weird movies. Look, no one's got a perfect career. That's true. Um, but so, I watched. Um, it's a, it's a call. It's called night. It's from 1991. It's called Hudson Hawk.
1: Right. Okay. It's the most generic film name I've ever heard in my life. But all right.
0: um, so, it's, it's really important to say that it's 1991, because what you need to understand about that time is Bruce Willis was king of the world, and action movies were king of the blockbusters. Okay, And that's really important, because if you watch this movie, you start to recognize... That he had way too much power making this movie, or whoever whoever was the final decision maker just trusted him too much in this movie. Because it is the weirdest action movie ever. So what it's,
1: you're telling me is that this is this is, this is the, the the early 90s version of that zombie army movie. Uh
0: yes and no. It's funny, but like too funny. Like, there's too much comedy in this
1: movie. I don't know. I don't know how to say that about any movie
0: ever. There's too much comedy for it to be an action movie. But there's a ton of action, too.
1: Precisely. If there's enough action, it's an action movie. doesn't matter if it's funny. Or not.
0: <laughs> well, I think there are probably some people who feel that way. But that's really not true. Like, that's how uh, I Deadpool is really more of a comedy than an action movie.
1: That's okay. I'll give you that. But there's very few action scenes in that movie.
0: I don't I don't think that's true. I think there's a ton of action in those movies. There's not a lot of sitting around in Deadpool.
1: In the first one, in the second one there's only like four big
0: set pieces. In the first one. Yeah, the second one uh, the second one's a little darker too because he wants to die. Yeah. It's a little it's a little out there. Um but yeah, it's kind of a creepy movie. So there's a lot of funny stuff that happens where they just... Like, it's really tightly edited. But it's like it tells the story all as though somebody was skipping the unimportant parts for you.
1: I love that. I love that so much. Because it's so, so jarring. Like,
0: yeah, it's really... It's super jarring. And there's a lot of, like, wink nods to it, okay? Um, so the first one that happens is... Uh, as he's walking out of jail his parole officer like grabs him by the arm which it doesn't that's not how that works and it's walking him out of jail with him and he's like hey I got a job I need you to do and he's like aren't you my parole officer aren't you trying to keep me from committing crimes and he goes this is a good one though and he's like uh okay but so like fast forward a couple minutes he goes and he goes ahead and does that job for him because he's kind of forced to do it and literally <laughs> to get away from to escape the robbery he has to jump off of a roof Instead of showing the big dramatic landing, they just cut to a shot of him landing in a recliner, handing the thing he stole over to the guy who wants it stolen, and they just move on.
1: That's kind of clever. I like that. That's really cute.
0: But when it happens, I was like, whoa, what? I, what? It's like, it's unexpected. But then that's the that's tone a, that's, of the whole movie.
1: Yeah, that's a good editing that's trope that like I feel like doesn't get used enough. It I've, just, seen it, I've seen it in other places, too, because I, I think this might be like an origin point now that I'm thinking about
0: it. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, I can't... I'm Probably, like, the Lampoon movies probably did it before this, but, like, this is not a Lampoon movie, I don't think. It certainly isn't advertised or written as one, because I went back and looked it up afterwards. So I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> uh, it's really interesting, though. It's really good, but it's it's very much like the editor is almost a character in the story because he keeps, like, these creative jump cuts like this. And then, so it's like the audience and Hudson Hawk are the only two people not in on the bit.
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all just an elaborate prank, guys.
0: So, like, he's constantly kind of looking over his shoulder, kind of like trying to play catch-up. And, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, like... So, he has this thing that they just kind of dive into and then never explain where he knows the the length of songs. Okay. So like him and his partner are quizzing each other like his partner's naming a bunch of songs and Bruce Willis is just naming off the times on them. Like, uh, it had to be you. Five minutes, 42 seconds. Like, they're just doing that like as banter between the two of them. And so then throughout the movie, anytime anyone else mentions a song name, he mutters the length on it okay so it's just like it's just random but then they him and his partner when they when they're doing jobs they use it as a way to stay in sync it's like if they're both doing different stuff in the robbery at the same time they're singing the song
1: that's really funny okay
0: yeah so in the beginning when they go to steal the first thing that they steal in the movie they're singing a song together in unison as they're both doing their different parts that's real. Okay, all right. I'm 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 on board. And then they get together for, like, the big finish, and they even go, okay, big finish now. Like, this, this movie sounds amazing. It's funny. It is funny, but it's definitely...
1: What is it called again? Hudson Hawk. Oh, man, this is guy. I got to watch this now. Like, I got to get on this now. Like, it's this on is, Netflix.
0: This, this is, more, like, I'm directly listening. up my alley with, like, a
1: goofy movie. <laughs>
0: It is goofy. Uh, it involves the CIA, of course, uh, and the Vatican, of course, Leonardo da Vinci, of course, and then a evil eighties mega corporation, of course. This all seems bog standard. <laughs> There's so many funny but dumb things in this movie. Also, one of my favorite uh, like cameo actors, David Caruso. He was great in NYPD Blue. He quits NYPD Blue because he think his agent tells me he has a movie career ahead of him. When he, he quits not. NYPD Blue, he's so sure he's going to be famous in movies that he has like a tense buyout negotiation with the NBC to where he agrees not to appear on television for like eight years. <laughs>
1: when someone says, "Hey, you're not allowed to do that for any any time longer than like a year," I'm like, "That's not a good deal."
0: Eight, it was something like eight or ten years where he agreed he. It was like the. It was essentially the length of what they thought his character is like. We have big plans for you, and he's like, "No,
1: nah, I'm out." <laughs> we have we have we have a plot line coming up that we really think you like, enjoy. No, I'm good. I'm I'm going to have a movie career now. So like
0: very early season two, he just exits the show, like softly too, to never return.
1: Then never have a movie career. <laughs>
0: So anyway, he's in it. He's really funny. He, it, his his character's bit is really funny. Anyway, it's on Netflix. It's called Hudson Hawk. It's super weird. It definitely feels like Bruce Willis had way too much say in this movie, but it's hilarious. You definitely this, have to check yeah, it out. This,
1: this, sounds, this sounds absolutely incredible. Nothing you've said about this movie, I've been like, man, that's awful. <laughs> it's, it is considered a massive flop, though. Uh, yeah, but that happens. Off. I feel like that happens way more than you think.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Like,
1: every time I I hear something that I'm, like, vaguely interested in, it's like, and then no one liked it when it came out. And I was like, ah, literally me. All right.
0: Well, I'm sure it's because it probably had a pretty good-sized price tag. It's in Italy and Rome, and there's travel and other things. Probably was an yeah. expensive movie to make, big cast. And then they turn around, and it's it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's strange. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. we come back, i got one more movie to tell you guys about that I watched, and we'll kind of chit-chat about it. This is Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Night Owls? This is Corey Dlg of Nerd Thug Radio, reminding you to hang out at Dragon's Lair Houston North, right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, zip code 77070. they got events going on all the time. They've got gaming and a lot of fun stuff you can do when you hang out there. they've got open Warhammer every Friday. That's a big one. Line them up, shoot them down. Army on army, smashing them up. Corey DLG of Nerdtug Radio reminding you to check out Dragon's Lair Houston North. Gigi and Mama Mary here from Paranormal XL Podcast. If paranormal is your gig, then our podcast is for you. We cover haunted locations, paranormal history, Bigfoot, and sightings all the way to aliens. And everything in between. We are paranerds. We also put a splash of spiritual topics in. Hey, if you have any paranormal stories or experiences that you want to share, email us at paranormalxl at Find the
1: podcast on any podcast or music app you use. Follow us on social media at paranormalxl.
0: Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, wanted to tell you guys about SKG Retro Gaming, letting you relive the retro experience for two different price options over 2,500 video games for $199, or over 7,000 video games for $299. This lets you relive your childhood video game retro experience. All right there at the pleasure of your fingertips, all in one device. Check out SKG Retro Gaming today. Hey, Night Owls, Corey D.L.G. of Nerd Thug Radio, here to tell you about our friends at dallashempco.net. With all, with all kinds of great CBD products, from amazing watermelon-flavored sleep-aiding gummies to Dallas Hemp clothing and apparel, there are all kinds of incredible options for the CBD enthusiast. And coming in November, there will even be a storefront in the Dallas area as well. So make sure to check out dallashempco.net. That's dallashempc dot Welcome back, Night Owls. This is up late with Nerds Duck Radio. This is Corey DLG and hanging out with me as usual, little brother Nico. Nice, man. And now that I've blown his mind with Hudson Hawk, I uh...
1: like this. Like, if I had, had I seen this earlier, this would have been like one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies.
0: <laughs> you got, I mean, it's worth checking out. It's on Netflix. It doesn't hurt anything to watch it, but it just was very, like, it's so different. They think it's made at the same time as, like, It goes right in between the Die Hard sequels. So Die Hard, I think, is 1990. And then Die Hard 2 is, like, 93. And then the third one's 95.
1: Yeah, so this is, like, right after Die Hard. (laughs) we like...
0: Die Hard's making, like, $180 million at the box office. And Bruce Willis probably has way too much control over what he does next. Like, all right, Bruce, what you got for us? And he's, like, check this out. (laughs) Look at what I got. Because before this one, he does one where he's a... Vietnam War Vet. I don't remember the name of it. And then he does this one. And then he does, like, Look Who's Talking, the baby movies, where he's the voice of one of the babies. I don't know. So, like, it is a weird... Like, it's a weird run of choices. Now they work out. Like, Look Who's Talking was a very successful movie franchise. There were two or three of them. Yeah. But there were also some things that did not work out so good. (laughs) Um... This being one of them. But, so this is, I saw another movie, though, that I, I had been meaning to watch it all, before Halloween, but it's kind of ran out of time. I never really got into the really good, scary movie, like, marathon. Like, I usually do before Halloween, but I just didn't this time. Um, so I didn't get to see until yesterday uh, a movie called Night Teeth. Excuse me. It's called Night Teeth. All right.
1: Okay. So like so nineteen, but night yep. teeth.
0: Funny. Yeah. So here's the
1: premise. Um. Right. Give me, give me the plot of this obviously corny, horny movie.
0: <laughs> so, the movie starts with some violence going on between some some Hispanic gang banger type dudes, and what appears to be a vampire. Something's going on between the two of them. And then flash oh. forward to this kind of loser college student who's asleep in class and getting made fun of by people, and uh, he kind of has a crush on a girl in class who literally is sitting in the arms of like the star quarterback looking type dude. Okay, mm-hmm. so kind of your typical college student loser. That a lot of the movies are about, right? Right. Well, it turns out that he's brothers with the Latin gang banger.
1: Okay. Latin,
0: Latin gang banger shows up at the house and just worried and just a lot going on. He's not telling him anything, but he's like, "I got stuff to do. Like, I got stuff going on." Okay, like. Stay out of my way tonight. Um, and he goes, well, hey, like uh, his, his night job, the Latin guy, is that he drives around like a really cool Uber car, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a SUV, it's like loaded out Cadillac looking, looking thing. And he goes, how about you let me drive the car around? I'll make some money for you while I'm just hanging out. And he goes... Like he keeps hammering on him about it, and finally the brother's like, all right, look, man, look, just take, take care of my baby, but this is fine. If anybody asks, though, you're me because everything's under my name. Here's the chauffeur license. Here's the this. Here's the that. The insurance registration. But it's all under my name, so for tonight, you're me. He's like, all right, cool, and he goes, look, I just booked you a, a one ride for all night. They're going to go around downtown. It's probably a bunch of rich party kids. These are the best ones. Trust me. You're going to get a crazy tip at the end of the night. You just have to clean the car in the morning because it's probably going to be gross. And he's like, cool, sweet. Uh, so he goes to pick the ride up, and it's these two really hot girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're all made up. They're ready to go out. It looks like, like a night of clubbing or hanging out or partying or whatever. But they're very kind of snobbish a little bit. Yeah. Um, shenanigans ensue. He winds up at the s- second destination. Um. He can't stay out with the car because there's a cop walking around and he just feels uncomfortable. So he goes, in, he goes upstairs or whatever. And that's when he finds out that the two girls he's driving around are vampires. And on top of that, they are uh, killing everybody at all these addresses. It turns out there's a vampire war going on. There are five tribes like vampires. All right. One of the five tribes got in trouble by the other four. But instead of accepting his punishment, while he is meeting with all of them and trying to parlay peace, allegedly, his girls, these two, are going around to all their establishments and just destroying them. Nice. All right. So, but the funny, the the twist is they think they have, it turns out the the older brother is, in fact, like the leader of a vampire hunting gang. They think they have him as the driver of the car because the girls don't know what he looks like. Right. So they're big. Twist at the end is that they're gonna pull up to the last house on the address, and it's the address of the wee vampire who's at war with this with the gang. and He's gonna be like, Oh, here you are, thanks for coming to my house for me, so I don't have to find you and kill you. But it turns out he's the little brother, not the gang banger.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: so like there's all this kind of like
1: this all happened in like a matter of 30 seconds, <laughs>
0: right? It's a big, it's a lot going on at once because like he, he looks at one of their phones that they leave in the car. And it's like, I can't wait to see the look on uh, on his face, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait, what's going on? Why do they think, like, why does it matter What what's on my brother's face? Like, what? And so then he's trying to figure out what's going on. He starts going through their bags. And there's a bunch of just money and jewels and stuff. But then also there's a bunch, of, like, a lot of it's covered in blood. And he's like, uh, what?
1: Oh, oh, no.
0: <laughs> so then he goes in and it turns out it's a, like a, like a
1: vampire massacre. It's, it's a like monster. A vampire,
0: mash. Like a vampire like elite club where you can drain willing participants.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a monster mash. It, it...
0: And the girls are purposely killing the donors. Right, okay. Just to mess up that guy's club.
1: Just to mess it all up. This is this is a great movie.
0: <laughs> it was intense, it was good, it was really fun. Um, it was weird. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly. i was just going to say,
1: <laughs> there's got to be a reason you bring up this like
0: weird vampire movie. It really was like out of the blue. Like I realized about 30 minutes in that I'm like I'm into this movie. Like I, uh, what I like to do during my day is I'll put something on during lunch, and usually if it doesn't make the cut, bah, I turn it off and get back to whatever I'm doing. But about 30 percent of the time, 40 percent of the time, like I'll finish something and then I'll go back to what I'm doing. But, like, yeah, I'm eating lunch. I'm like, oh, man, this is okay. And when I finished, I was like, what's going to happen next? Like, <laughs> Now you've got me interested. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm
1: walking here like I know what I, I, I want to do.
0: It, but it was. It was really good. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> the, the beginning starts kind of weak, and I was kind of like, this is going to be weird or, like, poorly acted. And then it turns into really good, and I was like, oh, yeah. And a lot of the people are from other stuff. How old is this movie? Uh, It came out this year, I think, for Netflix. So, like, Theon Greyjoy is the lead vampire from from the group that's leading the Little Rebellion.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: And the first time you figure out that he's, like, killing the people he's meeting with is when he meets with Megan Fox. (laughs) What the heck? Okay. Like, out of the blue. And it's totally worth watching just for the scene where he meets her because she's hanging out with like her lieutenant or whatever, and her lieutenant are just sitting around in lingerie with big cloaks on, two smoking hot women. If they're like, if they're vampires, feet like they have my permission. I consent.
1: See, this is and this is exactly what they're. This is exactly the play, guys.
0: It really like that's how they get you. Just be smoky hot Megan Fox when you show up, and you can bite me. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. I'm not even mad. It's fine. Like, can we have all of your blood? I'm like, take the extra bit. That's in my brain. I don't even need it.
1: It's okay. We're fine.
0: Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're fine. We're totally fine. Uh, but yeah, it was called 19th. 19th. All right. I know we got to jump out one more time. When we come back, we're going to have very little amount of time. But uh, yeah, we're going to jump out to one more break. And then we got just the wrap up of Up Late with NerdThug Radio. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We'll be right back. Dragon's Lair Houston North at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, is having an awesome event in celebration of the veterans working together with Magic the Gathering and with Wizards of the Coast. It's going to be on November 14th, Sunday evening from 1 to 4 p.m., and it's going to be a magic event held in cooperation with Wizards of the Coast called Operation Gratitude. Make sure to go out there on Sunday, November 14th from 1 to 4 p.m. Hang out and help support our troops and thank them for their service. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerds Thug Radio, wanting to remind you guys about False Idol Brewery. Right there at 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills, Dallas' is brewery that focuses on creativity, consistency, and quality. They've got events going on all week. They've got fill-the-fridge Mondays with 15% off to go and $4 off of flights until 3 p.m. Thursday night trivia and Friday night special beer releases. Make sure to get out to False Idol Brewery in North Richland Hills today. Hey, Night Owls. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, here to tell you about our friends at DallasHempco.net. With all kinds of great CBD products, from amazing watermelon-flavored sleep-aiding gummies to Dallas Hemp Town clothing and apparel, there are all kinds of incredible options for the CBD enthusiast. And coming in November, there will even be a storefront in the Dallas area for you guys to check out as well. So make sure to check out dallashempco.net. D-A-L-L-A-S-H-E-M-P-C-O dot net. Alright guys, that's made it a great and fun and wonderful episode of Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, on behalf of Corey, DLG, me. Uh, little brother, Nico. Me. And um, our wonderful sponsors, The Adventure Begins and everyone else, Dragon's Lair Comics now here in Houston. False Saddle Brewery out there in, in Dallas or in Fort Worth, I mean. And it's just so many other people. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for hanging out this week. We'll be back next week because we're back every weekend, and you're hanging out up late with Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG with Ms. Israel's little brother, Nico. Hello, hello. And we're just hanging out right here on this wrap-up segment of the 18th best show that you've probably heard in the last 36 hours.
1: Oh, man, how much, how much, how much podcast do you think people crush?
0: Uh, I like to think some people are hearing like live shows still.
1: You know, that's a fair point.
0: This is the difference of the generations right here. I still think about the fact that somebody is getting up at 5 in the morning to put on Rulo and Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Man, that used to be me. And now you're just a straight podcast boy.
1: Because I, I don't know. Because I don't drive to school at 7 in the morning anymore.
0: I don't do anything at 7 in the morning. That sounds like a war run <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Why have a show at 5?
0: If I'm if I'm still up at seven in the morning, I'm even usually unhappy about that unless it was like a for an awesome reason. Yeah. Like with like two ta- like with two names that rhyme with Bambi or something, like Yeah. Or or twenty
1: five <laughs> hours of gaming with extra.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. That one was for charity and there were no Bambies. True. See, I am a good person. When you try. i I'm gonna have to remember to tell my probation officer that.
1: Yeah. I mean I, I
0: talked to him, he's not super happy. Never is. Never is. Never is. It's, uh, it's mostly because I, uh, I pee everywhere but the cup. That's not nice. Don't say that. That's not nice. Um, what a dumb joke. I'm not even on probation for anything. For <laughs> it doesn't matter. It um, doesn't matter. <laughs> it really does So, uh, there was two things that we could kind of touch on here because we got a couple minutes. First, I do want to make sure we take a second to thank The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, and as always. They're a wonderful, wonderful
1: sponsor. Our wonderful friends
0: make sure to check out the Roku channel where they're constantly doing other stuff. The R&R nerd, Chaz himself, was literally up for 25 hours, 26 hours. He wanted to one-up the crowd, he said. So my understanding is he did 26 hours of extra-life gaming.
1: I like to imagine that was him specifically adding me, but it's fine.
0: (laughs) He was coming right for you. Yeah. But, you know, it's cool. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. We're a team. We did FaceTime them at like 5 in the morning.
1: It's true. I was there. <laughs>
0: Wishing each other strength to finish strong.
1: He said to play for four more hours. How dare you, Chaz?
0: Yeah, I know, man. that um, they were doing Gardens of the Galaxy on a PS5 as a wrap-up. That's a pretty good wrap-up, too.
1: Yeah, I've been watching clips of that game. It's surprisingly interesting.
0: It's uh, funny because yeah, really like... Funny too.
1: You can tell that they based the characters off of, like, the new, like, Marvel designs, but not off the actors.
0: Yeah, they've made a point of kind of avoiding using the actors for stuff. They did that with the Avengers game, too. And this is the same group. Yeah, makes sense. Um, people were kind of making fun of the fact that the Avengers game looked like the stunt doubles version.
1: Which was very funny. It was.
0: Um, so one thing I do want to touch on, the WWE released unexpectedly... At uh, the beginning of this week, like nine wrestlers. Oh, that's a good sign. Keep, a, a... keep in mind, they just did the draft. So like they <laughs> they sorted all these people out like three weeks ago.
1: So, sorted is a is a heavy thing. I'm starting to think the the, the draft is unironically like a, a hat they draw at of. <laughs>
0: I, well, I think they try to have plans for people, and then I think sometimes things just don't pop on TV, or then sometimes, as they're in the writing room, I think sometimes people are like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really feeling that. Let's just move on.
1: Uh, like having both your champions switch
0: organizations? Uh, they, did, they had a belt exchange, and apparently didn't go as planned, so allegedly, just, depending on what you believe or don't believe, Charlotte Flair has what they call heat backstage right now where everyone's mad at her, because she like threw the belt down. She wouldn't give it to Becky Lynch, yeah, because they gave it to her and then immediately we were like, "Nah, you don't got it anymore." Yeah, you guys gotta swap them. I don't know; it was dumb. The whole thing was dumb, but uh, it turned into like maybe real drama, maybe not. Tough to say. Sometimes, sometimes you can't tell in wrestling, and sometimes you can. That one's one of those ones. I don't, I don't know that I buy it because they're both like time WWE like chicks. Like they've been in this a long time. I don't really believe that either one of them. Would get all that ruffled about this
1: yeah other than i'd be mad more mad at the writing staff than the other person yeah
0: it's just it's stupid but it's either one of their faults you know what i mean like yeah so like, what are you gonna do um but like so they had a guy they got a guy well they used to he was carrying cross and his wife or girlfriend or she might just be his coworker. i don't know scarlet boudreaux first of all smoking hot just amazing looking woman uh, but in NXT, she was his like valet, mouthpiece, manager, side distraction thing. Like she helped his matches. She worked his matches with him. So in NXT. Then when they moved him up to the main roster, they left her down at NXT. It's awkward. Then it didn't work out for Karrion Cross and they sent them both packing.
1: Love it. You love you
0: love wrestling. You love you love when they just like, oh that didn't work. Out you go. Well, and then they made a new group. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like a hip-hop-based group. And it's three guys and a girl. So it's a brand new faction. And before they even started doing bits on air, they cut the girl.
1: Man, just can't catch a break, dude.
0: So, like, some of these were seriously questionable cuts. Like, what were they going for? We're going to start a new thing. And they're like, no, you're not. And one of them was Keith Lee, who I really liked, but he could never, like, he was on TV for, like, three months, and then that was it. Yeah, there's just, there's
1: so many, like, wrestling is so many oddities and oddballs. Like, you just, like, you can't name them all, but there's some that, like, are just, like, really surprising. Like, I remember they were building up that one guy on NXT for a really long time who was, like, nine feet tall or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, Lars Sullivan.
1: Yeah, yep. and then he has, like, stage out, fright, and he couldn't do anything.
0: He had an anxiety attack, and then before they could get him ready to go back out there, uh, his uh they found his old Twitter was just filled with slurs and hate speech. You'll love to see it. If he'd at least gone out there and did his first appearance, there's a chance they could have saved him. Nah. No. <laughs> nah. All right. Oh, uh, speaking of saving him, there's no chance for this episode. I want to say this as we go. I'm going to end on a controversial note. Are you ready? No. I'm not enjoying the two big X-Men crossovers that they're going on right now. Inferno and Trial of Magneto. Not a fan? I, I'm, I'm not feeling them. Fair enough. There it is. There it is. That's my big statement. And on that, we're out of here. As always, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. We will be back on the air next week. Same time, same show, same dial same cast unless I murder Nico. Um, and in the meantime, hang out with us all week on facebook.com backslash nerdsug radio make sure to take care of our sponsors because they take care of us and we take care of you. This is up late with Nerd Thug Radio.